Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect the board game community, and give honest and fair reviews of the industry's hottest games. In episode 82, the Punchboarders talk about some recent plays, head on over to a Kickstarter corner, and then continue our alphabet draft, drafting the letters E through H. H. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Clef. <laughs> hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. Uh, it feels like we haven't done this for a while. Uh, it's been a little bit. Yeah. I think so. Well, that's a peek behind the curtain. I, oh. oh, yeah. Phones are on and... Yeah, phone. I didn't turn my phone off. I don't off. know. I can't handle this. This is such an unprofessional outfit. What's going on here? Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. We recorded a couple episodes back to back on the same day just because I had a vacation. So Taking vacations. Unprofessional. So we've got to knock off the rust just a little bit. Yeah, I, I hope you had a good vacation. I am enjoying summertime, man. I, I was, I like. I miss f- football, but I like summer sports. I was watching, so I worked the swim trials as a physical therapist. I kind of like uh, was was treating some of the swimmers and stuff like that. I'm watching that because you know we got the Olympics coming up here, and so the swim trials are in Omaha. And then I was working out today and just watching uh, the women's semifinals of the French Open. Man, seeing some of those women at the peak of like physical conditioning, just like battling for three hours on a tennis court, uh, it was amazing. And this is going to be the first time in like since the 70s that two women have never uh, reached. It's their first time in the finals for any sort of like open or big tournament like that. It was kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, So awesome. I don't watch summer sports. Uh, Yeah. Well, not. Hey, he watches baseball. He watches baseball. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, your Royals are doing pretty good, uh, given that they're in a like a really subpar division with the oh, Tigers goodness. and the get out Twins, like just bottom dwelling there. Oh my goodness, get out of here! <laughs> I, I I would argue I think the Rays are the best team top to bottom right now, and I think I, the I White know. Sox are the second best team top yeah, to bottom. I, I would agree with you, but uh, yeah, the Rays are playing some good ball. Oh, they're tough to beat right now. Yeah. Let's go into about a half hour discussion about baseball. Right now. <laughs> I'm sure that's what everybody wants. <laughs> to oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll we check talk, out. Oh, <laughs> we should, we should talk about, it's like me. It's like when you guys start talking about solo games, I just, uh, I'll go take a nap. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Maybe we should talk about board games. Ah, oh, that sounds like a good, uh, all right. Good trade. So Chad, what have you been playing? Well, uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of games that you played with me. So you guys can chime in on how you feel about this. We played. A few weeks ago, we played a second game of Trans-Siberian Railroad, which oh. is put out by Real Grande Games, and mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a it's a cube rails game, and it's by Tom Russell, uh, otherwise known as Amabel Holland, and uh, she likes to do some interesting things with her games. She really likes sort of train systems and that sort of sort of thing because she plays 18xx and and that sort of thing but uh, the rule set is just sort of a tweak to some cube rails games i don't know it 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 was interesting i played this a couple of times and i'm still trying to figure out how i feel about trans-siberian railroad in it like a lot of cube rails games you start off and there's an auction and you're auctioning off about 
four different color railroads, right? Mm-hmm. And so you go through and it's sort of a once around auction kind of thing. And then uh, you get the, you get one share of the railroad, whoever wins the auction. And then they auction off the other, you know, the other share until you've auctioned off all four of the different one share of all four of the different railroad companies. Mm-hmm. And then it starts around and basically you can buy more shares, right? Or you can place out uh, train routes mm-hmm. starting out. And when you place out train routes, there has to be at least two shares owned by players. It could be two shares of, uh, you know, owned between the players or two shares with one player ownership. But whoever has the majority in the ownership of the railroad, or it can be tied, uh, that they can place out routes. And you can do that. You can build routes in different ways. Um, So anyway, it's very interesting because there's sort of a mechanism where you can jump other railroad routes, right? So you can jump other colors. And when you build routes, you're spending money from the company. So when you have bought the shares, right, those players who bought the shares have to put that money directly into the company. And that money then is used to buy routes, very sort of 18xx style. And so there's always this dance of kind of wanting to build your routes, but then also wanting to make sure that there's enough money in the company to keep it going. Because if you spend it all real quick, it's gone. And then you've got shares that aren't going to do anything for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they do this jumping, though, you will pay other railroads. So what happens there is if you have stock in a couple railroads, you might jump colors that you have to give an influx of cash. So if you can't buy shares, for example, then, you know, you might just try to use other money to go into companies that you have to get those uh, to get those shares to go up because the shares go up in value um, as you build income along these routes. The the more income spots you build and the longer they are in certain spots, you know, the more income you get. So that when dividends pay out, the dividends pay out through a series of moving this cube up. Uh, track basically like when people buy double shares or they build double track it kind of moves this cube down and when it hits the bottom of that track uh, ding 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 dividends pay out and um, so you get that income and so then you have more money to buy more stock but it is kind of a fragile game to me like I see what what she was trying to do with the system of shared incentive and how really closely you push and pull back and forth in this, but it feels real fragile because you can, you can really shut somebody out. Like you have to be really careful not to let somebody get a huge majority of one stock and build it out. That can be a thing where that, that happens real quick. And it also there's some point where it could be real mean because you just you can just go okay we're cutting this off and you know shoving out these people there's a lot of negotiation that can happen at the table it feels kind of like estates but it's higher stakes when you're playing the estates you're kind of it's jokey and you're oh i'm going to put this here but with this it's like you could you could be a bottom dweller and not have money for a good part of the game if you get if you get um mm-hmm shivved early you know with shares yeah. i mean what what did you guys think of 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 the plays richie i know you had one play and then clef you've played it twice with me yeah, yeah. i mean i played fantastically you guys not so much <laughs> and i'm just wondering if that got better for you in the second game no no the, the second no? game the exact same thing happened where <laughs> uh we were playing with joe farrell and 
he got control of one company and and buy and his stock just started raising so fast there was a point where no one could buy any of that colored stock and then the other ones and, just started and it just disappeared yep and it just uh, uh now this time we didn't lose quite as many of the other companies okay uh, with the exception, we made one little small rule where we killed the white and the black company there at the end, and we weren't supposed to because they weren't uh, they were still private companies as opposed to public. Yeah, so another th- mechanism that happens in, in the game is halfway through the game, you have these other triggers where if you hit this uh, these certain qualifiers where where certain stocks, at least one of the train stocks is worth a certain amount, that sets off the the sort of the trans-Siberian railroad, meaning um, you have, you have developed so well throughout uh, Russia that they have decided to buy up companies that aren't doing well. So if those are back on the track, then uh, inevitably they can get bought out by, by, by the Russian government if they're doing poorly and you lose those shares. They're just gone. Right. You, you get paid out dividends one more time, but uh, obviously that comes nowhere close to the amount of, because at the end of the game, it's most money and each share is worth whatever the, you know, each stock is worth whatever the share price is. And if you just, which we just lost those and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was um, interesting too. Cause I don't think, uh, I don't think I've figured out the nuances to there, there's a black and a white company too. So halfway through you, uh, start the auction for this black and white company as well. And those, you have to price your shares. That's something we didn't talk about, but you have to price your shares and you, and that's, there's a lot of nuance to that because you don't want to make them so expensive that you can't afford another share. Uh, but at the same time, if uh, you could monopolize one, you, you, that would be better. Right. You know, yeah. But yeah. And you have to keep in mind though, with those black and white ones, you get to place those new train companies anywhere out on the map. But also, like I said, you are pricing them at the beginning. And if they're too far down on the stock track, they're going to get, they're going to get taken over by the, the Russian government. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm not obviously nearly good enough at the game to understand. I, I don't know where those black and white companies would be good with the exception of maybe trying to cut somebody else off. Maybe like you could block a spot or something with them since it, you can go wherever you want to with them. I think uh, the key is, is being able to use the money back and forth, like putting them maybe in, in companies where you can jump and jump back. And, but most of the time, by the time you get it now, Obviously, I mean, games are going to be different, but it seems like about the time that, you know, those come in, you're na- the nationalization is moving so fast that it, you know, almost overtakes them too quickly. Yeah. And you got to yeah. have, you got to have two stocks in them before you can even start to build with them. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I remember the first time when we started playing this, you know, the first thing I said to Richie was, hey, Chad just tricked us into playing an 18XX game. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> but it's much shorter. Uh, it is much shorter. Hey, it was the best 18XX game I've ever played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just think, like I said, it just feels, it's interesting. And I like what it does at points in the game. I like the negotiation around the table, but it, and, and what he, what she's trying to get at with shared incentives, but it, it feels very fragile. It feels uh, like yes. the, the circumstances just have to be right. And granted, two games in, so we can't say this for sure, but it does feel like once somebody kind of starts to be a runaway leader, they just keep getting rewarded. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, you have the best price. Oh, you get another bump, you know, oh, you know, type of thing. And uh, I think I think that was the one thing that just both games, I just felt like God, I, have, I have no way to do anything now to stop the leader. I don't have any ability now. Yeah, I mean, once they get the shares, if they, yeah. have, I mean, if they corner a company by themselves, then 
it's over. Yeah. And it's not, I don't even Which think you all of us. shouldn't let happen. No, you, no, you got to avoid yeah. that. I, I, but I don't even think like if the, everybody else at the table said, oh, let's gang up on this person, it's still not going to matter. There, you know, that, I don't think there's anything you can do. I think no there's stuff. some stuff, but it's hard, you know. And then even then you have a situation of, you know, let, that, that's what I said is that you can get ganged up on in this game. And, and you know, then you're just sitting there with. So yeah. have know. you played Mini Express yet? No, I haven't played that yet. I would like Dude, to. I mean, that's still my favorite Cube Rails game. Me too. I, I agree. It didn't overstay its welcome. It, it runs smooth. I mean, it does not have the, you know, as far as the, the different money, like the, right. the bank money or the, yeah. you know, company money or whatever. But, I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't miss it. Right, right. No, I, I, I'll agree with you. I, I, the only thing I don't like about Mini Express is it's so darn hard to keep track of, yeah, all, the, track of all those, those different things. But, um, but, but as far as this game, I, I think that the two plays, I.e., it was an interesting game to play. If you like cube rail games, I think you'll probably like it. I don't know if I'd want to play it again, and I definitely don't want to own it. Yeah, it's I mean, like I said, it feels like a really interesting experiment. If you like train games, I would try seeking out a play. And it's pretty affordable through Real Grande games. But, uh, you know, I, I like like I said, I'd seek out a play. I don't know if you'd want to buy it, but it's an interesting experiment. Okay, there you go. Uh, by the way, Richie, though, you got out of something that Clef, Clef was really mad at me while you were gone because the other game that we played that night was uh Knit of Valir and uh Oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> Knit of Valir is uh I think it's by uh Serge Leger, I think is the and I, I explained it like it was kinda like raw yeah that's what he says hey this is kind of like raw and i was like oh cool let's play that i said kind of <laughs> like raw with yeah. dwarves okay because okay because there's an auction mechanism where you have these tiles that you're trading in and back and forth the only problem with tiles. starting with that is then it's like why aren't we playing raw not, this was nothing like raw because no. we have a game podcast uh, so, yeah yeah we do yeah oh. i mean basically it's a set collection game right and so you're getting all these dwarves as adventurers and they all do different things and when you've got a row of different colored dwarves all together then you get to grab these other special dwarves. you're kidnapping dwarves no you're going into taverns <laughs> no you're going into taverns and kidnapping drunk dwarves <laughs> Sure. You always you've ruined this theme for me. You always do that. I still I still go to La Isla now and I'm like oh, Richie you're says killing you're killing animals. animals. You Damn are. it. <laughs> All right, so I'm kidnapping drunk dwarves and and you're going to these taverns, right? And you're getting them and 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 they all score different ways and it it's it's kind of interesting that way. And you've got these these tiles that you can kind of use to trade in for other tiles and they have different abilities. So that's the raw part, but he was so mad. He was so mad. He was like, hey, whenever you're explaining this game to anybody, don't ever compare it to Rob. <laughs> no, not even close. You have bidding tiles and you're doing set collection. No, no, no. You, no. Do you not have bidding tiles? Uh, no, not in that not in that sense. No. Not like raw. No. no don't even. Why? No. No. Tell me. Tell me how <laughs> that's wrong. Do you I, not Mr. have numbered Kedizia, tiles? I am sorry that Chad is saying these bad words about this. I didn't. <laughs> I even said to you, it's not as good as raw, didn't I? I said it's like raw, but obviously not as good. Well, that's a given, but I wouldn't even. I don't. I don't know how you can compare it to raw. Raw is an auction game. Which where, this was. But that's a. Oh, just I'm going to randomly put my discs out here, and then we're going to flip them up and oh, my. No, you didn't higher. randomly do it. You intentionally did it. Most of the time, I just randomly put them up. <laughs> well, that's your problem. In, in raw, you have 
you have your basically your three or four, depending on the number of player counts, and you're choosing to whether or not am I going to bid or am I going to wait on this one? Am I going to try to press my luck? There is just so many different things going on with Raw. This is, I'm just putting my discs out and I flip it up and, oh, that's that one. And, okay, I go grab that dwarf. And I'm trying to get five different dwarfs so I can go get a special brother card. You do have numbered time. What 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 you don't have that Raw has is the pusher luck mechanism, okay? So, you, where you're waiting to see what comes out of that bag if there's a better if there's a better turn now. So what, do you swap your bidding tiles that you have with the ones that are out there? You you don't swap you swap priority. So there's a there's basically like a tiebreaker because you all have the same <laughs> number <faces>. of coins. <laughs> I know, but you all have the same number of coins, right? Yeah, and that's what you start out with. So uh, let's say there's a three, a six, a zero. If you have a zero, you're going to add two at the bottom that you kept to the side, and then you're going to turn that in for a higher bidding coin. So it's like as you go, you can you can change up what what you've got, and those are points in the in the end of the game and stuff like that too. But if there are ties, you have these little tiebreaker things, and so when somebody wins the tie, then you trade you trade those those tiebreakers basically to me this is below ticket to ride for gateway wise oh come on <laughs> come on now below ticket to ride for gateway ticket to ride has more decisions than this game did that's uh, it's not true that sounds pretty bad clef is just being ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> i'm just giving my uh, but my I, opinion I on a board game an expansion have you played with the expansion on? i, I haven't, haven't played, played with the expansion Clef. but here's the thing uh, it, it it is like a very friendly gateway ish game, but the problem comes where all the different rules for how the different different dwarves score, mm -hmm. um, and and it almost seems like and then and then you've got those hero ones. It just seems like a little bit too much for what it wants to be. If that makes sense, yeah. so it's kind of like it, where whereas you want to get into this game and go, okay, we're just gonna go. You have to be like, okay, but this scores this way, and then this is this, and then you can get this, and this dwarf does this, and it's like. It's just a little bit too uh, you, front loaded. You are, you are right. That took like fifteen seconds to explain. I, my bad. I, I apologize. <laughs> <It's an ass. laughs> if you didn't have a gaming podcast, would you play it again? No. Okay. No, I, I was just going to say, like, I did not. But, but Clef was Clef is being. Um, I don't know what's the word for. He's uh, being Clef. Yeah, <laughs> he's very Clef like. I this game was just. At, at my point in my gaming career, this game was a waste of my time to play. This game was beneath <laughs> him, is what he's saying. Yes, I Folks. am a board game snob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not a war game now or a coin game, I'm out. So Yeah. Or Aegis Team. <laughs> All right, all right. Now you guys know what I have to, to put up with every week. Oh, boy. All right, Richie, I'm excited to hear. You're excited about to hear about I'm excited to hear. Right. I, I have no idea what this is. The cover looks amazing. It's, oh, the production is fantastic. Oh, and, uh, it looks, and the title is like, this yeah. has got to be an LSD game. I, uh, drugs had to be involved at yeah, one I, stage or another with the art and the theme, honestly. I, I think we should stop and take some drugs right now just before we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't do drugs, and I don't uh, <laughs> condone doing drugs. <laughs> well, we're talking about Cosmic Frog uh, from Devious we Weasel Games. And in this game, you are a two-mile-high... Cosmic Frog, you're immortal, and you have a, a unique special power, and the whole goal of the game is that you're going around in what they call the shard. Uh, I mean, if you think like Terra Mystica, like how that board is, like these are individual tiles that are out there instead, though, uh -huh. that build up this landscape. 
and you're going to go around on the shard and you are eating. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time you say that, shard? it sounds shard. like he sharded. <laughs> going to go around and shard. <laughs> right. Sorry. Go ahead. And you're eating, you're gobbling up these different land types and they go into your gullet and you have a board that says gullet. And when you, <laughs> when you eat, uh, it has to go in, you know, you can eat on your turn. You can take one free action. And then you have this special resource that's called oomph. <laughs> and you can spend oomph to take extra actions. And then you're going to shard. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so there's two areas on the map. There's the shard. And then there's the <laughs> <told> ether. <laughs> so then there's the ether. Uh, and there's different actions that you can take on there. But basically what you're trying to do, you're trying to collect these different land pieces, get out to the ether, and then disgorge your pieces into your vault. Wow. Okay. Okay. Got and it. the whole goal of the game, as far as how you score points, is with your vault, when you when you go and throw up the different <laughs> pieces, okay. they have to come out in order, and then you have to place them on here, and you're trying to get them in as far as like, like land types in a certain row, uh, and you're trying to, this part is a puzzle. Like you're trying to get it in a certain pattern, whatnot, to sure. get points for it. Okay. Now, like I said, you have a special power. They're wacky. Uh, I love the art on them. Very psychedelic art on the, the different frog powers. But you can also attack other frogs, other cosmic frogs. And mm -hmm. then when you attack them, you can potentially reach into their gullet and pull out what you want. And then you can also <laughs> knock them into a different dimension. It's a wacky game. I mean, the, the theme is selling me right now. I mean, I am, I'm ready to play this. How many minis are in this game? Only, I think you can play up to six players. So there okay. should be six minis in there, I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, the production's beautiful. You get a nice neoprene mat. The card art is ridiculously nice, and they're big tarot-sized cards. Uh, but yeah, that's the game. It's The actual game itself is very simple. It's a like a... A mix of a like a skirmish game and cosmic encounter, essentially. I was I was about to ask: Is this have anything to do with cosmic encounter? Are the people who no. made it has nothing just happened? No, with cosmic Jim Pelly is the designer, right? Sure, Jim Pelly. I think so. Yeah, because I mean, because obviously you said like you got a special player power type of yes. thing, you know now. And the, like I said, the player powers are all over the map. Like on that, every but all kind of crazy things. They do a lot of crazy different things. Uh, but like I said, you're you're trying to just get. And the way that the game ends is that as you take off these pieces. Uh, there will, uh, and as far as the cards that are in the deck, well, that's another thing. The action deck is in, is also very cosmic encounter-like. So as far as how do you determine whose turn it is, is that you'll have this action deck and everyone, I, we played a two-player game where you had two frogs each, but you have, I think it was five cards of your frog in the deck and you shuffle it up and you flip it over and that's whose turn it is. So, you know, directly from cosmic encounter. Okay. Uh, so it's possible that you could take four turns in a row. It's, you know, oh, wow. so it's uh, that part of it, I think will be polarizing. You're either going to love that or you're going to hate it. Um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit because it is something that even though someone gets four or five turns in a row, then they're sitting and they can't react. Uh, so it kind of balances itself out there anyways. But overall, it is, like I said, it's kind of like a abstract skirmish game mixed with cosmic encounter. It's wacky. Uh, I love the theme and it plays pretty quick. I played it a, a two-player game, like I said, and where you both had two frogs. Uh, so you're just trying to get into position with your frogs, trying to possibly use one frog to attack the other ones, using the other one to harvest 
the different tiles and get them into your vault to try to get your your puzzle done to get okay. the highest score possible. Essentially, any I mean, would would dominant species be anything that I mean? No. Similar to this, not at all. It Sorry. doesn't just, sound like that at all. It's uh, very like that. That's it. Even the mechanisms kind of sound unique uh, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a very like in your face skirmish game, and then you have the special powers. Would you say it's anything like raw? <laughs> a little bit like raw. A little bit like raw. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Make sure you say tiles. That. Yeah. There's tiles in the game. Um, Chad, I would like to point out here. Just uh, there is the shard integrity track. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. For, for <laughs> oh, so how the game ends is that there are these like rubble pieces at the the bottom of the board, and so in the deck there are these orbital strikes that will come out and they'll start wiping out parts of the map. And as you flip over the the rubble pieces, they'll have um, can't remember what they're called on the back of them, but they'll have a marker on them to tell you to put them on the the shard integrity track that you were talking wow. about. Okay. And once that fills up, the game ends. That's how it ends. So there's okay. kind of a little bit of a surprise as far as when the game is going to end. And there's also cards that make you switch your power, uh, but you can possibly keep it if you have enough oomph. Uh, it's an interesting little game. Um, I would definitely recommend checking out, if anything, just for the theme and the art alone. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love this art. Even the even the cards look like they're from the 70s. Yeah. Like, they, they look like mm-hmm. those sort of blacklight art posters exactly. from the 70s. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, I, I it's now is it. Is it that every game comes with a mat, or is it yeah, just Kickstarter ones? No, every game comes with the the neoprene mat. Wow! So all right, and, and I got minis. this. I picked it up at uh, Game Nerds for like fifty two bucks. So it's wow. not not even a bad price. So oh. do you think? I mean, what, is it something that you felt like? Oh, two was fun, but it's probably a lot better at higher player counts. Or I enjoy two just because you had two frogs that you got to control, mm. and it wasn't hard. Like the, your turns are really quick. You're going to do that one free action, and then if you want to spend. To do extra actions, you can. You can only do one extra action. So in most, you're doing two actions a turn. Mm-hmm. So it mm. it worked really well at two. Um, I think my brother-in-law said he's played it uh, two, three, and four. Uh, he hasn't gone up past that. And he said that he thinks that four would kind of be the max as far as, like, for this type of game, how many players you'd want at the table. Mm. Too many chaotic frogs after that point. Yeah. yeah. It gets a, yeah. I Definitely mean, there's chaotic, especially when you're sharding all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, that's that's right. Cosmic Frog. Check it out Frog. if you okay. get a chance. At the risk of uh, raising my shard integrity level, Clef, why don't you tell us about what you played? Well, is it? Would you guys believe? Is it like raw? It's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm no. going home after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you, Chad. All right. Uh, I got a chance to finally, and I have had this game for a long time, and I finally got a chance to play it last week, and that is Chancellorville 1863. Um, And this is from Worthington uh, Publisher, and it is designed by Maurice Suckling. Chancellorville is obviously is a uh, is a city in the South uh, that was a major battle during the Civil War uh, for the American Civil War. And this is a two-player war game where one player will be playing the Union, one player will be playing the Confederacy. And the way you do this is, uh, the coolest part about this game is you have these different blocks that are different, uh, like generals that are in control of them, of of different um, armies. But the cool thing is, is it actually has a hidden board where you'll have armies that are kind of hidden behind your screen and so the other player doesn't necessarily know 
where that other army is. Like battleship style? Kind of like battleship style, except for you're not going, uh, I think your general is Mullah. You're just, you're moving that piece. And then if you ever get within a sector of, you know, like a, within one hex of uh, the other player, then you have to reveal them and then put them out on the main map, you know? So kind of, if you think, you know, logically about this or, or you know, thematically, they're far away. You don't know where they're at, but then as soon as they kind of get close to you, oh, boom, somebody spots them, and now you know where that army is, type of thing. Um, so otherwise, when you go, you you each on your turn, you're going to have cards that you play, and you're going to be able to do what's called a major action and then a minor action. And basically, your major action allows you to whatever that general is. So you might have say like Howard or uh, McCullen or whoever they are. You would get to do two moves as a major action. And then on the minor one, you'd get to do one action with whatever general that is. So you play the card, and then those are the generals that you get to move. And if you get into the same hex as somebody, then you have a battle. The battle is very interesting in the fact that it's not a normal system of where you just roll some dice and, okay, you rolled higher here or there. It's you're taking what they call cohesion either off of that other army or off of your army. And basically that's where, you know, the general will give orders and as obviously as armies get to be tired and worn down and, you know, uh, and quite honestly, a lot of times underfed, they lose cohesion. They, they lose, you know, okay, I need to get over to this area as fast as possible. Uh, we can't do that. We're too tired. You know, it, it can't do that. And eventually an army just breaks down and then they're, then they get destroyed basically, or that general, you know, they don't have that army to, to have anymore. So you are rolling dice, but it's just a little bit of a different system than just like a normal, like roll some dice and see who comes out on top there. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of dice mitigation. You had, you could spin cohesion to reroll dice. You could also get these momentum cubes and you could make uh, that allowed you to reroll dice. And you always could reroll as many dice as you wanted to. So you could keep some good numbers and reroll others. So when you went into battle, you had a pretty good chance of usually being on top or, or doing better than who, who the person was that you were, you know, that you were fighting against. So, which I liked, you know, I didn't, it wasn't just completely random. I felt like I had a lot of mitigation with the dice. Um, you can also do things where you can send reinforcements from other generals onto other ones, like to kind of help them out. And then they had these really cool cards that you had that you could buy with momentum cubes. And then they did you know, obviously kind of uh, game breaking type of things where they might allow you to get cohesion back on, you know, three cohesion back or something on a person, um, you know, just different things that they allowed you to do. So you also had one, like your main general, like, so obviously it was general Lee on the Confederate side and it was, uh, McCullen on the, on the, on the, uh, on the union side they could like step in at one point and like do a special action where they took away whatever the general was of the card you played. And basically they got to do something and their action was like, you know, bigger and better type of thing. So you had that also you played basically until either a, somebody had wiped out three of the other person's armies or at the end of the game, if the union controlled three specific sections, they won or the Confederates could also win if the Union didn't control those three sectors at the end of the game. And you played through a, a hand of 15 cards. And like I said, so you basically had about 30 actions that you played. Played really quick, really fast. I mean, you your turns were fairly fast. You didn't, you know, and then like I said, the battles were fairly simple. Once we kind of got into it and we're playing it, I mean, I had no problem kind of understanding what was going on. It was really easy to follow. And it was a lot of fun. The hidden part 
didn't come into play as much in our game, but I think that's just because we were inexperienced and just playing for the first time. I think it could be very interesting of, you know, you could try to do some things where you could surround somebody and they wouldn't, you know, and you maybe be able to hit them in different areas. Um, I made a couple of mistakes where I didn't move a couple of my generals at all. And it would, uh, and at the end of the game, I was like, Oh, I need them to be, you know, way down over here. And it took, would take too long to get them there. So then it was like, uh, they're just, they're out of position type of thing. So, um, I enjoyed everything about this game. I am really looking forward to playing it again. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I think I probably still Seki Gahara maybe is my favorite right now of a two player kind of war game, but this is right up there. Uh, now I haven't played a lot of two player war games, but I really, really enjoy this and, and I'm really looking forward to playing it again. That sounds good. Who is the designer again? That is Maurice Suckling. The uh, the two or the the hidden movement part of this is what really interested me in it. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to give it a try. Yeah. Well, in today's Kickstarter corner, uh, it's not something I know a lot about, but it is a company that we know a lot about. Uh, Spielworks is putting out a game called Squaring Circleville. Okay. And uh, by the time this episode drops, there'll be a day, maybe two, uh, left on the Kickstarter to get in Ooh. if you wanted to. So get in quick. All yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, but uh, it's actually what what interested me. Two things that interested me. First, it's based on a real event uh, that took place in a place called Circleville, Ohio. Okay, and um, it actually happened then in like 1837. Um, the people were really annoyed that they had this circular city that was kind of like spokes of a wagon wheel uh, going out, and they they basically squared Circleville. The game is called Squaring Circleville, right? And uh, it's by designer Matt Wolf. So anyway, this game is about the real-life process of uh, making the city more of a grid square uh, out of the circle that it, that it uh, was at first. And that's in, like, the early 1800s. So... In Squaring Circleville, the other part of it is that it is a very interesting colored rondelle action system. And so you're kind of moving your assistant around this rondelle, and you have your own player board with different colors, and the colors are at different powers based on as you know, based on as you play. And some of the basic actions that you're moving around are kind of uh, you know, demolishing roads or creating new roads or rebuilding raised structures, that sort of thing. So you're doing that kind of out on a main board, but you get to take that basic action on the rondelle and then you get to do sort of an alternative action if you've built up enough power in your certain color that you've chosen on the rondelle. So like I said, you have that hmm. that personal player board and uh, that those colors are at different powers. But then like after taking your basic and your alternative action, you can choose to take an optional bonus action, which can be really important. But when you do that, you have to reduce the power level of all of your colors on your board. So you really have to be careful with the timing of that and how, you know, how you're going to, how you're going to make that work because then obviously you don't get maybe alternative actions in some of those colors the next time around. So that part of it, I don't know a whole lot about it, but that part of it seemed interesting to me. And again, it's yeah. it's Spielworks, and we've liked quite a few of their games before. So yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now, and that does really look kind of cool. So when you move your action pawn around in that circle, you take that action, and then if you've basically kind of met a requirement for the secondary thing, you also get to take that action. Yeah, 
I like that. I like that mechanism. I think that sounds really yeah. interesting. I, you know, Spielworks always has comes, you know, their, their games have interesting, unique mechanisms that you don't see, you know, whether, whether it's uh, the cost, you know, and you know, you have that, whether you want to kill the person or, or not, you know, work safely or not, or, you know, way back to Gentis, you know, it had the cool yeah. time track thing, you know, they always come up with really cool mechanisms. So I, I'm intrigued. I think I might check this out. So a pledge for the game is $84. It looks like, but you know, like I said, it's an interesting, unique mechanism. And, uh, so if it, if it seems like something that you'd be interested in, if you're kind of on top of our episodes, check it out. It's got, you know, a day or two left by when this yeah. drops. And it doesn't look like it, it says estimated delivery of October. So, I mean, quick turnaround. It's quick there. turnaround. Yeah. yeah. That's unusual for a Kickstarter. Now, that's assuming that's assuming that shipping works the way it should. Because right hey. now, everybody's yeah. messed up with shipping. I mean, that has really created it's a snafu. It's tough out there. Can you imagine? I, I can't imagine, you know, having, having this happen, like being a Kickstarter, you know, doing your Kickstarter and then having everything printed and then having to basically like auction off. Because you you can get priority on some of these vessels because yeah. containers are in high demand. Like people, it's like a board game. Yeah, for, I would say that could be a game for, itself. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but you but this is with money that you didn't plan to you yeah. know to, yeah. not, to have. I can't imagine how publishers are doing this right now. It's got to be real tight. That's I mean I'm sure that's what happened to Madeira, right? Uh, that's something about uh, oh. chipboard and colors. And, yeah, something about colors. Yeah. Variants. That and, game is coming eventually. I don't care if I have to go over there and make it myself. Um, it's mm, getting good luck done. with that. <laughs> I'm getting that expanction. So if you wait. did if you did pledge for Madeira, expect Clef to do the next uh, update <laughs> on the uh, Kickstarter. Oh, hey, I mean, has it been a messed up Kickstarter? Absolutely. If I still get my game. Oh, if I still get my game, I don't care. Then I don't care. There's some great stuff in that expansion. Yeah, that's that's how Kickstarter rolls sometimes. Oh, man, if you look at some of those comments, man, some of those people. They are getting brutal. I mean, I'm like, people. I mean, to me... If you're doing Kickstarter, it's a gamble in the first place. I'm now, sorry. I just I mean, did. I mean, we just did upgrade packs, so I don't have that much skin in the game. So maybe that's, that's why I'm not as a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. you, you can still understand. play your game. I mean, yeah, I still have a copy that yeah. I can play. So I just can't play the expansion content, mm. or at least not all of it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh. that is our Kickstarter corner. Uh, you know, if you if you made a mess of things on your table, you got chits all over oh. the place. You got dice hanging out at every corner. You probably need to check out 3D Bit Space, right? Yeah, I think I'll tell you about it. Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bit Space. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3D Bit Space at Etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. Hey, is it time for our draft? I think it is. All right. Gosh. All right, I really need to win this role. But anyways, uh, Richie, before we start this draft, tell everybody how we do the draft here at Punchboard Paradise. So at Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. So we are going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you're going to draft first in the second round. We're going to roll some 10-sided dice. 
to see who goes first and who sets the draft order. Seven, 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 eight. No, baby. He wins every single every roll. Every time. Every time. Every time. Didn't help him much in the last draft, but. Well, that's right. Who did win? Did you win the we'll last? We'll get to that. We'll get to okay, that. Okay, you got that we'll coming. That. All right, we're, you got that coming. We're going to talk about that. Let's do, let's do this one first. All right. All right, Chad. So what's the draft order? Uh, It is going to go. I think Richie went last last time, so I'm going to let you go last this time. Oh, you, thank you God. Get the turn. Good. That is not <laughs> good at all. Well, it depends. You never know what. There's one letter that was tough for me. Yeah, I think there were a couple. One was super easy. I was like, oh, my oh, gosh, yeah. can we that, just do this? There's a couple so of them that I don't even care, yeah. you know, but yeah. uh, there's two of them that I'm I'm worried about. So go on last. All <laughs> right. So I think I am going to take, uh, just based on what's kind of hard here, I think I'm going to take F, actually. And I, I haven't always had a great history with this game. It's difficult. <laughs> he should not be allowed to draft this game. I don't mind Chad drafting this one because... He's the one who introduced it to us. Yeah, he loved true. it first, and we uh, just we beat him. No, well, I guess no. You had the played problem it first. was Clef, Clef, to me. Clef, Clef said, Clef said yeah. I figured out this game, and I I'm not playing it anymore. And then he That's made one of the best yes, trades, basically. one of the best trades in board game history. Oh my god! Yep. Food chain yep. Magna. Oh, yeah, okay, so Chad, it, get back yeah. to say, your say draft. It is <laughs> yes, thank you. It is Splatter. It is Food Chain Magnate, which again I enjoy this game. I just don't enjoy getting trounced every single time. I'll play and uh, you got <laughs> yeah, fair. You fair. Have, do you still have Pillars of the Earth? No, that was a good trade, though. Yeah, so yeah, good up. job. Yeah, hey, hey. Uh, this is why I don't let. Let's this talk about the I number don't. of games you got rid of and have to repurchase. Uh, there's a list. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be able to do a draft on that one. <laughs> yeah, we could probably. <laughs> This is why I don't let uh, Clef borrow my games as often, because then when I ask to play him, he's like, oh, I already played that seven times, and I figured it out, and I don't want to play it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But Food Chain Magnate, it can be pretty cutthroat. Uh, It is a real thinker, but with the expansion, I mean, it is a great effing game. So Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Richie, what are you going to go with? All right. Well, my, my other F is safe. Uh, so I'm going to hold off on that, and I'm going to go to my H, and I'm going to take Heaven and Ale. Ah! Okay. <laughs> uh, a game that we've talked about on the podcast quite a bit, but it is, sure. I mean, it is just, and I'm back to just the base game. I oh, yeah. 100%. I don't need the expansion anymore. I, I really wish they would just release some new barrels. I mean, I don't know. I mean, really, all I want is new barrels. Just to mix up the scoring tiles, and I, I don't even need I'll, that, but I would I'll, take it. I'll be honest with you, I, the game is perfect. I don't, I don't need anything. It's else. a Kiesling classic. Now, did yeah. this win the Kenner? No, it okay. was nominated, but it definitely didn't win. I can't remember okay. what won. I don't even. I, they got. I think it was Escape, Realms, Actually, I think Fantasy exit, Realms this year exit. up for the Kenner. I know it's which weird. It's I weird. like Fantasy Realms. I own Fantasy Realms. There's no way that it's no Kenner. It's it's. Take it's a card, play spiel. a card, right? It's, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. barely spiel level of difficulty, but. Yep. Uh, you know, those Germans. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. We love especially, you. Especially Let's that. Clap. Especially. I know Ben's not uh, German, but he lives in Germany, so I'm counting him. Especially him. <laughs> oh, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> uh, but heaven hell, yeah. It's a fantastic uh, Kramer and Kiesling. It, it, it's just one of those games that once you play it, you, you have that tension on the board of trying to jump and get those tiles which is fantastic. And then also just trying to figure out the puzzle of getting your tiles down, when to score them. Money's tight. It, it's just a fantastic game. It's 
Good pick. It was it's on my list. Absolutely perfection. Yeah, I, I got to play a four-player game of it just this last week with my nice. wife and Britt and his wife. And just uh, and I don't play it very often four. I mean, I think we play it more often at two or three. Two or three, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's still a great game at four. Yeah. And I, it, but it, f- it feels like a different game almost when you play with different player counts. Because, I see that. you know, you, it's a lot slower, but obviously you have more rounds. But, yeah, I just absolutely perfection. I love it. All right, nice. Clef. Oh, my goodness. I mean, literally probably my top two picks <laughs> on both of those letters are gone. So, well, I'm going to take, uh, to start with, I'm going to take E because E was kind of tough for me. Um, I didn't have a lot of great picks, so I'm definitely going to pick the one that uh, is definitely on top of my list, and that's going to be The Estates from yeah. uh, Capstone Games. Um, absolutely love this game. Um just the w- great like meanness, you know, and how you can just screw somebody mm. over from one minute to the other. Uh, the, the, my favorite part of this game is one moment I might be like, Richie, let's do this and this. And then all of a sudden, two turns later, it's like, okay, screw you, Richie, Chad, let's do this and this, you know, and I love that about that game is just so much backstabbing and then changing allegiances and trying to figure out the right amount to bid. And you've always got that moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to bid, you know, eight on that. And and no one else was even going to bid, you know, a million on it, you know, and you're bidding 8 million. It's like, you just wasted all that money. Just such a wonderful game. Um, I, I like, you know, I like just playing it just as a single game. Um, enjoy playing it. Like if you try to do the three games in a row where you keep the money from game to game is, is another interesting way to play it. Um, I would consider it, I wouldn't really say it's a filler, but it's it's close to a filler time when you just play one game. So mm. it's one of those nice games you can kind of start the evening off with or you can end the evening off with. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, Fantastic pick. Yep. In this block of letters, there's like two of my favorite auction bidding type games. So, mm. And I, I can't take the other one, so hopefully Chad does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to, as my second, I'm still going to hit H because okay. it was... Not a lot of H's left out there, no, and um, probably good. There's another capstone game that I that I like a lot, but uh, this other game I think I like just a little bit more, and uh, that is the Harbor, also known as Lahav by Lookout Games, and uh, obviously Mr. Rosenberg. Yeah, great um, game. My favorite Rosenberg game, um, hands down. There, there's no question about it. I there's I enjoy at the gates of Liang. I enjoy uh, Agricola. Uh, you know, Bonanza. I mean, he's got some great games, but this one is still to me is my favorite. I love how hard it is to feed your people every single, and it's around is like literally sometimes you take like two actions, you know, uh, depending on the player count, you may not even not take that many. And it's so hard to keep your people fed. And I just love that about the game. I just think that the tightness of it and yet trying to figure out that puzzle, but yet it still has this wonderful moment of, do I want to go take, you know, eight wood or seven clay or three cattle? You know, you have these great choices that you always feel so good about. Oh, I'm getting all this. And everybody else is like, ah, oh, I should have grabbed the wood last time. You know, I shouldn't have let it go one more time. And, you know, it just has that wonderfulness of that great feeling of that. And then obviously it's really now I will say the game does have a moment where if you've played it a lot and especially at the lower player counts, you know, you know, you've got to go and ship steal. I mean, that is yeah. the way you're going to win the game. Yep. And, but there's a lot of games out there that there is a one best way to win, you know, it's, and I mean, it's who does it first though, kind of thing. You it know, it who, is, who you know, and, it, you know, and who doesn't have to take loans and have to kind of, you know, worry about getting kind of stuck in that realm. So, but 
absolutely still one of my favorites. Uh, and so that is the Harbor or La Havre. You know, uh, I'll probably talk about this in another podcast, but I just picked up uh, Glass Road ahead of the uh, Capstone reprint here soon. And there's so many, I feel like with Rosenberg, it's just for me, for me personally, I have the many moods of Rosenberg. And based on what kind of game I want to play, I could be happy playing just like for, for a month picking off rosenberg games now there there are ones that are more head-to-head to me like agricola mm-hmm. and and to me like caverna is probably at, at the bottom because it's just sort of really willy-nilly free form you know now that's without the expansion but mm-hmm. i'm just saying uh, there are just it's so just many levels yeah there are just so many games like I, glass road is just an interesting puzzle or you know what you're talking about with lahav that's a super engine mm-hmm. builder you know what i mean or even have a simple card games i mean like bonanza yeah. or do yeah. you guys ever played space beans <laughs> I've no. seen it over I, on yourself. I, and I have to teach you guys how to play space. Okay. okay. So it's right, a very cool. quick game. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, but yeah, he just has, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You yeah. can have different moods. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all good right. picks. I actually, that's, that's a good start to your list. All right. Though. All right. So back to you, sir, Richie. All right. I'm going to go with my G and this is a game that I, and I think we were talking last week. There's like, I have like six or seven games right now that I want to play. Mm. And this is one of them uh, that I'm up for at any time. I've been getting personal, Strategy lessons from Joe Farrell. I'm getting better. The site's getting better, Clef. And that's Gaia Project. The site is getting better. Well, it couldn't have gotten any worse. That's for sure. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) So you're Uh, saying try it again? No. No, you still hate it. it. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, don't go in there. But, uh, yeah, Gaia Project is just, it's climbing for me. Um, And it is one that I just love playing with the different races uh, I love the the tech tree compared to Terra Mystica's Colt uh, track, uh, but yeah, I mean it is a fantastic game, and I, they just released the Steam app as well. Um, eh, I think I like the website better. Wow, to be honest with you. Oh, oh interesting. It just, it I haven't played the better. Steam app. Uh, I, you know, I get why I get now why people like Terra Mystica because you can really hem people in a little bit more. Yeah. You can really kind of push push their buttons a little bit, but I just like the feeling of, you know, kind of making that tech track work for you and what your race is and doing that, you know, I I like the feeling of that. So for me, that's why I really enjoy that game and why it's so, so high on my list, but good pick. Mm -hmm. Good pick. Absolutely. All right, Jed. All right. Well, uh, without wasting too much time, I'm hoping that I'm talking about the auction game that you were talking about. Uh, This is going to be most likely my only Kinesia on my list and that's high society. I yep. mean, I could have gone with hospital connect, which I really like. And mm-hmm. that was, yeah. that was right there in my list, but high society is one of my favorite filler games. It's just so much fun with, you know, it, it's just a quick back and forth and you're really playing the people at the table and kind of, you know, you can get some John back and forth, like, Oh, how much money you have left there? Are you going to, mm-hmm. how are you going to go with that? You know? And, uh, so it's just, it's great, you know. The person who spends the most money, hey, you're out. That's uh, it. One of my best memories when we first went to Origins, like when we uh, just first started yeah, the podcast, yeah. and I don't remember what that guy and girl's name is anymore, but that girl where she just spent all her money, like in the first oh, two yeah. cards. We was that at the heavy cardboard meetup? It was a heavy cardboard meetup. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even mean to be. They didn't even know board games. They were just no. like wanting to yeah. drink. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And uh, yeah, and she spent like all her money. Like in the first two cards, we're like, okay. <laughs> you, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Which didn't make the game even, even weirder because then it was like, well, we know she spent the most. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and in fairness, we did try to explain to her. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to explain to drunk people sometimes how to play board games <laughs> that have never played board games. You know what? That, that was great though, because that was a, that was a fun time. That was a heavy cardboard meetup. That, well, that was, was, that was yeah. a blast. Great that was absolutely great. Yeah. That's a solid game. And that's what I had. Yeah. I only had two H's written down. Yeah. Uh, heaven ale and high society so yeah good pick uh okay um, i'm gonna go with my e game because again for me g was super easy richie took what sure. would be my top pick but uh i'm gonna go with the expanse board game oh, uh, this okay. is jeff engelstein and uh whiz kids and i still really like this game and i think clef needs to try it out clef who likes all these gmt games it is basically like a four-player twilight struggle with different factions that have a little bit different powers not not huge i always call this like twilight struggle mixed with tammany hall because based on how well you're doing you get certain powers in the game or you kind of hand out these you know the the i don't know what this the special spaceship is in the game the uh in, in the movie I don't know what the special spaceship is in the TV show, but you have that that spaceship that gives you certain powers if you're mm -hmm. sort of behind. I don't remember what it is, but... Uh, uh, I stopped. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you were done with this. This latest season so. was actually good. Now, yeah. you got to go through a lot of crap uh, to get to that. I'm not going to do it. It's not going <laughs> to happen. This last season was really good, actually. Uh, I heard the books are pretty awesome, actually. But, you uh, know. Yeah, I would, I would mind checking that out. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like the card play in this where you, you're... You can play it for the event that's on there. You can play it for the action points and and trying to jockey to get that. And did right. you ever get a chance to play with the expansion? I haven't yet. The doors and corridors, corridors or something like something, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't yet. Uh, but it's in the box. And like I said, Clef keeps talking about like uh, Tammany Hall. Want to play Tammany Hall again? I think this would be a good one to play with us. Yeah, too. definitely. So okay, sounds good. All right, Richie. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go. I mean, honestly, I think both my letters are safer. But I'll start with E here, and I'm going to do Ethnos. And uh, it's just a little area control game. A lot of people don't like the way it looks. And I would say it just looks... The, the cover doesn't match the board. The pieces don't match the board or the cover. It's just... It's all over the place. This is one where if they redid it and did like a nice little... Just a re-theme or just change the art on some of those components, I think uh, it would get a lot more love. I so. agree totally. I like the art itself because that's the Lord of the Rings artist, you know, that inspired a lot yeah. of stuff. And that and, and that's cool in it of itself. But then the, like, pink and teal and lime green with all these browns, and it's, yeah, it's weird. weird. It's it is very weird. strange, yeah, because the art and his art is, it looks almost vintage. Yeah. Like, it looks like old school fantasy. Yep. And then, yeah, you have these bright pastel colors yeah i mean <laughs> and this nowhere. is like spaghetti works i think or spaghetti something spaghetti games and simon uh, yeah yep. and, and just i've just kind of like it, this isn't your first game what what's going yeah. on no those weird choices yeah. but uh the game itself plays extremely fast i mean you're just you're either going to be drawing a card or you're gonna be playing out your cards uh with the you know the caveat that it, when you play out your cards any cards that you're not using for the particular band of uh heroes or whatever they called uh they go out to the other players. So you got to be careful. You don't want to be pulling all these cards in and then have to get rid of half of them and helping out the other players. And then they have different special powers, and you're trying to get large bands uh, to score more points. Plus, you have the area control that you're trying to do out on the board as well. But it's a, a smooth game. I think it's Paulo Mori, Paulo Mori right? yeah, yeah, your Dogs of War guy. Yeah, which I think Ooh. I heard Dogs of War is coming back. 
I, I think it's I, getting a reprint. I hear, you know, it's sort of one of those that is talked about, you know, by certain people, and hmm. I just need to get a play of that. So, yeah, good pick. All right, well, I guess I'm doing my last two here, so this is going to be pretty easy. Um, so for my F, uh, so certainly Food Chain would have been my first choice. So, you know, good job, Chad, taking that off the board right away there. So for my second choice, uh, this is what always kills me on these drafts because then everybody doesn't draft, but, you know, pick me. Um, <laughs> I'm, it could I'm, be just you too, you know. It could be, it could <laughs> be. I'd accept that. Uh, but I'm going to take my uh, my coin game. I knew and it. I'm going to take yeah. a good old uh, Fallen Sky. You had to take that one. Though. I yeah. have to. Yeah, I have. love this game. I love the, uh, the theme of this game. I mean, uh, the ancient Roman times has really just been... I mean, I bought a book to, to read about ancient Roman times. I haven't, I haven't read it, but I bought it. Yeah, he he bought puts it. it under his pillow every it. night. It's, it's there. I look at it. Actually, I read like a half a page of it today. Okay. Um, What's that guy's I, name? You Can you say it? This is actually, I love this because every designer has. Uh, Vercingetorix? Yeah. See, okay. I love Rolls this. off the He top. can always, Clef is like, Vercingetorix, Vercingetorix, Tati Nuhaha, Tekken and Huna. You can't, and none of those can he say, but he's like, ah, I got Vercingetorix. Lincolnshire. Okay. Yeah, Vercingetorix, good old Versi. All right. But yeah, this is one of my favorite coin games. I love, I've always, I've only ever played Caesar in the game every single time we've played it, but I, I mean, it's it's a great coin game. It's a great theme. It's a great. It's. I honestly think it's one of the better coin games to. Uh, maybe not as a first time playing a coin game. I think definitely like Andy and Abyss or Cuba Libre are better at that. But the nice thing about Fallen Sky is you're really not. You don't have to worry about working with anybody. You're kind of doing your yeah. own thing for the most part. Um, nice tight map. It's tight map. It's mm-hmm. small. You know. It's a just excellent game. Um, yeah, anybody ever wants to ever play this game with me, I'm up for, well, I'm up for almost every coin game at any time. So, but anyways, so my number three, number third pick there with the F is Fallen Sky. And so my last pick with the G, uh, this is probably no surprise since obviously it's my number two game of all time, Mr. Fister's, uh, Great Western Trail. I still find this game to be one of the best Euro games out there. And even with me, maybe not being quite as much playing, you know, the medium weight euros as much as I used to. This is still a game anytime, anywhere. I put it on the table. I enjoy it. I enjoy it as the, as the base game. I enjoy it with the expansion. Um, it's just an absolutely amazing, great game. It's so, the, the, you know, there's great player interaction. There's just great strategy. Um, yeah. So that's, that's going to finish me off with my G for Great Western Trail. Uh, even if people don't like you very much, you, this is a pretty good list this time, class. Solid list. Yeah. 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 You're going to well, lose with that coin game on there, yeah, but it's a solid you know, list. I, yeah. I should have thrown in some, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know another F that I could have. Have you I mean, picked your F yet? Oh, yeah, yep. you took food chain. Yeah, you, you took, did, like, oh. five tribes or... So, yeah, I could have yeah. done five tribes. You've done five tribes. I, yeah. had, I had a few more F games that I could have picked. <laughs> yeah, I had F... Yeah, I had, uh, I had a Fire in the Lake. <laughs> and then i had a few acres of snow uh, two-player war game yeah i was wondering uh, if you're gonna pick that and then uh, my only other one was was first class and nobody likes that game smart people all right richie what's your what do you got you got your i got my f, f all right uh, and i'm gonna pick uh forbidden stars one that i still need to teach oh, you guys yes yeah i'd love to play do, that man. i just got an insert for it i am dying build, to play uh, tonight. that game 
Uh, but yeah, it's a solid, like epic war or uh, space opera type game where uh, you are placing down these tiles and then they're going to resolve from top to bottom in the different areas. So you're trying to plan that out and you're moving your ships around, trying to take over uh, these objectives that you have out there. So it is, like I said, it's you know one of those big epic games. It's not as epic as Twilight Imperium or anything like that. It's not as long as that for sure. Uh, plays in a couple hours. But uh, it's a solid game, good in-your-face uh, game where you're also trying to kind of outplay the other players when you're playing down your tokens and hopefully uh, you know, you, they resolve in the right order for you. Are they going to reprint this with a different uh, theme because of, you know, because of that whole fallout? They, I, don't the... think they were, I think they were going to do another uh, version of this. this okay. I think it was all pre-COVID that they talked about this. I think it was still going to be in space. I, it's not going to be the Game Workshops right. yeah, version their of it, IP. Yeah, but it's still going to be like in space, battle, all that type of stuff. Uh, so yeah, so if you have not, well, I don't even know if you're going to be able to track down a copy or if it's, I, I would assume now they're back on track. I, th I think it was going to be a Kickstarter that they were going to do. So uh, check out the Forbidden Stars uh, page on BGG for this, more information. This one has got to be at the top of my list of games that I want that you, you to try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. That one, and I really want to try that Loop Inc. Okay, yeah. Hmm. That one is another one that's on the top of my list of, of wanting to play. Sounds good. All right, Chad, finish us off. Well, I have a lot of Gs that I could take. Uh, Gaia Project was at the top. We talked about that, and Great Western Trail was a, a, a very good one, too. I even thought of a, a coin game, actually, uh, for my G, but, you know. Gandy? Yeah, it's actually, that. that's, to me, thematically, that's my, I'm really interested in that. I just oh, love the the really non-peaceful faction and stuff yeah. like that and how you're messing with the you know the supply lines the railways right, right. Yeah. but but nonetheless I'm gonna go with I gotta go with I, I'm gonna do this according to my you know my favorites list you know my top 10 top 20 so uh I'm gonna do the I'm gonna be the splatter guy I'm gonna go great Zimbabwe wow which, you know I really that's to me personally that's my favorite splatter game so Nice. I got to go nice. with that. It's oh, a great game. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. I think we have a pretty good list. Uh, yeah, solid. solid. List. I'll, uh, I'll, we, I'll yeah, the G's were stacked. Yeah, the G's were stacked. It was ridiculous. Grand Austria yeah, Hotel. Yeah. 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 The yeah that one, too. Uh, yep. And that one. I mean, you had a I like Ginkopolis. Ground floor for me and you. I mean, I love that game. Yeah. G was stacked. Yep. Yep. The E and the H for me were the toughies. The only other E that I had... Elysium, no one likes that game. Right. And then uh, Agizia. I had Agizia on my yeah. list. I had Agizia as well. And and then I forgot I, I forgot my uh, my five years of Spanish and put down El Grande for a second. But I scratched <laughs> that off. Uh, I also had Imperial Spells and Steam, but then I was really reaching. So I had Everdell if I really ran out of stuff. But. <laughs> I had uh, Empire's Age of Discovery if I was really. Oh, right. I, yeah. that is, you got rid of that, didn't you? I did just because. Yeah. Every time I had five or six players, nobody wanted to play it. Right, so I was like, true. well, there's no need to have it if that's the case. Yeah. Um, it was always it wasn't a bad game and it was wonderfully produced. I mean that yeah. that uh who was that? Uh whatchamacallit? Um Eagle Griffin. Eagle Griffin. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. it does obviously does great work. But uh yeah, it looked awesome. I'll tell you another H that I really feel like we need to come back to because we we botched our play of it. Uh, I don't know if you'll agree, but I think we need to play Hansa Teutonica again. Uh, you know, I would. I mean, I've played it multiple times. I mean, I've played it four or five times. It just is one of those games, kind of like Container, where it can go really well it's or fragile. it can be really flat. You okay. know, if, if okay. you get people that aren't, 
if you get if you have people that aren't being very mean, yeah, it falls flat. Yeah, I almost bought it uh, when they because they just released the big box version of it, and mm-hmm. it was only like thirty five bucks or something like that. I almost yeah. bought it, but I didn't it, just because. I mean, I, I don't, bought it. I don't have the. Oh, you, you see, well, Chad is on top of things nowadays. I still own I don't it. need to buy anything. It just, it just it goes to the sell shelf every other day, you know, because yeah. I'm just like I, I just don't see a place where playing it. And then all of a sudden, I'll be like. Uh, it's actually a really good game, and then I pull it yeah. back off. You know, so yeah, just that player count is stuff for me at yeah. home. So yeah. sure, I get that. All right, okay. Well, well that, wraps that it up. was our draft. Uh, do you want to give what the what oh, the yeah. list was? So Chad drafted Food Chain, Magnate, High Society, The Expanse, and The Great Zimbabwe. Richie had Heaven and Ale, Gaia Project, Ethnos, and Forbidden Stars, and I had Lahav, The Estates. Great Western Trail and Fallen Sky. Some good games. Good solid games. list. Solid, solid games there. All right. Well, speaking of our draft, we have to. I guess we have Richie say something that he wants to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's Chad, you always like positivity in life. This is positive. <laughs> this is going to be positive. <laughs> Great. I think I think we'll consider it positive. Yeah. Uh, so I won the the draft with fifty one point nine percent of the vote. Uh, Chad came in second with 38.5% of the vote in Clef. Yeah. Uh, 9.6% of the vote. Wow. Now, actually, I, Chad, I think if you would have remembered Barrage, I think you would have won just hands down. I had Barrage. What did I put for my B? Bus. Oh, yeah, th- that's right. Yeah. I did forget. I did you forget You got thrown Barrage. off by the yeah. splatter. Well, no, what I got thrown <laughs> off by, what I got thrown off by was, uh, was actually... When when we first sat down to draft, I did not realize oh, yeah, the, the how way we were, we were doing it, yeah. and yeah. so that's what threw me off. Yeah, yeah. All right, so for my reward, yes, we talked about karma the the other day, so we I'm going to try to earn some karma points. Okay, all right. Clef got his karma winning by letting by not punishing me and yeah. going in mm-hmm. nice big casino win. Yes, all right. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Now, Chad, you may think of this as a punishment. It's not a punishment. I'm going to rehome Chad's copy of Concordia because Chad every. Nice oh. thing that he says about Concordia is always a backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm gonna somehow, some way. It may not happen today. May not happen tomorrow. Are you I'm threatening in, my game? I, he's threatening your I'm game. I'm going to get your game into a loving home. <laughs> One where it won't be compared to to trash vegetables. <laughs> I I'm like gonna, broccoli, by the way. <laughs> oh, I do not. You don't act like you like broccoli. <laughs> And I just I am not excited about broccoli. When I eat broccoli, I go, oh, yeah, that was good. I, See, I like it's broccoli. always that back hammock. And yeah. I'm going to get Concordia out of there. I don't like it. I don't Concordia like the way it's treated. Why am I always on the losing end of these conversations? Like I said, you wouldn't even miss so it. So lame. If you went into your, if you looked at your gaming shelf and Concordia wasn't there, would you even notice? Yes, it's right there. I know I where it is. I don't even think you would it's notice. It's right there. I'm going to get on the horn with Steph, and we're going to figure this out. Like uh, Stephanie would be happy later. to rehome a whole shelf. <laughs> Uh, somebody did there was somebody on our slack that was talking about um like do you show off your gaming collection when somebody comes in your house or whatever Mm -hmm. and i remember chad's like uh they can't miss mine everywhere all over my front room Uh, that's true so one of these days we'll have a uh a, a raffle to, <laughs> no, to for Chad's copy, no, Chad's copy like it. no like it. it's gonna happen. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, the first PPCon <laughs> is a dunk tank with you in it. <laughs> ooh, ooh! Don't be teasing PPCon. That's yeah. coming soon. You gotta figure that out. That's, yeah. We gotta, yeah. 
now that the old ATV is uh, defunct, you know, we, we have a slide right in. all right Uh, well uh hey punch punch uh you're not getting my copy anytime soon but one of these days uh i'll make it happen (laughs) i hope that you take care of yourselves and please take care of each other all right everybody have a great night thanks for listening punchboard paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies you can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com you can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. Join it though. Oof. Uh, yeah. I, I don't mind it being hot oh, outside. I don't mind it being hot outside either because yeah, I just go inside with air conditioning. Yeah. I mind it because my basement, so just with our air conditioning, uh-huh. basement's 60, like 66. Oh, beautiful. And, and upstairs, and the upstairs like is like 72. Yeah, we got that too. It's yeah. almost oh. kind of dank in the basement. It's like, ooh. I went over, I went over to but, Dan's house the other day to, to play games for his apartment. He doesn't even turn on the air. Ugh. It's like, what the heck? I know. And it's <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, it's Why so hot Why would he even here. do that? I, I don't know. And, it's, and, and, and for, for some reason, we decided to take a walk that day. <laughs> we, we walked to the gas station to buy pizza. Probably not the best thing to do when you take a walk, but oh I mean, we still got out and walked and then we get back and it's so hot. Uh, Brandon, he, he took his pants off. He was so hot and he didn't have shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> Just I was so like, you know, uh, you know I'm, I hit record a long time ago. Oh, okay then. Welcome to Punchbowl.